Hey guys, it's Will. Uh, I'm actually recording this part right now, post our official recording time. At about four minutes in the podcast, I went on a bit of a Mookie Betts rant. This was actually before the trade broke tonight that sent him to the Dodgers. Uh, the trade itself actually breaks as we're recording the podcast. That happens at about 46 minutes in. It's kind of funny to hear our live reactions, but for transparency, the part that we recorded in the beginning was actually pre-trade. So if you don't care about that, as it's not really relevant anymore, you can just skip ahead to about 10 minutes in. Uh, We do start off the podcast with remembering Kobe Bryant stuff, but after we're done with that, you can skip to about 10 minutes in to skip the Mookie Betts part if you're not interested. If you are, we have basketball throughout the podcast. We talk about a ton of different stuff with the trade deadline and all-star teams. But the trade, the Mookie Betts trade, actually breaks at about 46, 47 minutes into the podcast, and it's kind of funny to hear our reactions. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Scorer's Table. I'm William Robbins, joined, as always, by Julian McKee. You're what is good, everybody. It's your man. I am back. We are back. About to get some Jamaican food after this, maybe some Escovich fish, maybe some Red Snapper. You know the vibes. Abs feeling splendid. I'm feeling splendid. Life is a whirlwind, but life is good right now. Hey, I'm excited once again to be back with my guy, talking some basketball, giving you guys some great content. Shout out to the Scores Hive. Let's get it. Back live recording. It's been a while. A lot going on. A lot going on in the NBA and our personal lives, just in terms of everything. But before we start off the scores table, we have to start off on a more somber note, because since we last recorded, the NBA suffered, not just any, the NBA, the world, suffered one of the most tragic deaths, certainly of my lifetime, Kobe Bryant. And we're not going to discuss too much into this. Um, everything that can be said has already been said by someone, um, but... It certainly is a tragic loss, and this was about a week or two at this point ago, um, but felt like it would be good to say something quickly. So as a uh, as a Celtics fan, I can say that um, Kobe Bryant has now been uh, a part of two of my certainly biggest sports heartbreaks of all time. <laughs> 2010, uh, I can still never forgive him for that, losing in Game 7. Um, I believe he shot like 6 of 24 that game, and somehow we still lost. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins wasn't playing that game, and I can't for the love of God. It, 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 seriously, Kevin Durant wants to shit talk Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins being out lost me a championship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But that was, that was certainly one of my biggest sports heartbreaks, but this was the next. I just, I, I was shocked. I was at the Knicks, um, the Knicks-Nets game that night, uh, right after he passed away, and there was certainly a lot of, uh, a lot of emotions in the players, and you could, you could see it, players were crying as they were warming up, and it was just truly an awful thing, so rest in peace, Kobe, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest competitors, and just an incredible global ambassador to the game. Yeah, you already know, RIP to to a legend, RIP to Gigi, obviously. Yeah, of course. You know, it was, I mean, mean, her her dying, too, I mean, honestly made it, you know, a thousand times worse than it already was, which is, um, which was, which was terrible, obviously, but, um, yeah, this is something I always remember, but, you know, just despite, you know, Kobe's legacy and whatever the NBA does to honor him, as I'm sure they will, and I'm sure they'll pull that off successfully, but, you know, being able to go to, I, I, here's the thing, I go to this park in Williamsburg like three, four times a week, right, just because it's just calming, there's a beautiful view, uh, on my cheat day, you know what I'm saying? I get a fantastic cheesesteak sandwich at Fedorov's. Um, but but <laughs> but but I'm always there. Uh, long story short, and I, I went there on Monday, uh, last Monday night, just kind of randomly, and seeing the Empire State Building lit up purple and gold was was just awesome. And there's no yep. other way to put it. That was that's that's one of the things that I'll really remember about, and and it shows. And it serves as a great example of, you know, how, you know, he's, how it sounds corny, but, like, he, he really won't be forgotten. Like, we, no. don't, we, don't have, we don't have to worry about that. Like, we no. will always remember Kobe. Of course. And my hope is that this also puts to bed a lot of the Kobe-LeBron arguments. Just both sides. Just let it 
let it be done, mm-hmm. move on. Which is nice. Um, I see uh, Smush Parker is burying the hatchet <laughs> after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> the Fordham legend, you know, yeah. Washington Square Park. But um, but no, it's, it's a truly heartbreaking thing in the league. I think that what they're doing with the All-Star game, making one team number two for Gigi and another team number 24 for Kobe, it's a beautiful gesture. I love so, that. And we'll see what else they do. I, there's been rumors of them changing the logo. Maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? I think it would be cool, but I understand why they wouldn't. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's obviously a huge undertaking. But we'll see. There's I a mean, lot of shit you got to change. You got to, with all yeah. the jerseys, all like. Th- just oh, just something as simple as an NBA legal pad. It's just like, that's a, mm-hmm. that's, it's a huge thing to change. So I understand if they don't or if they were going to, like rolling it out slowly over the course of 10 years kind yeah. of thing. But Changing the NBA logo was like putting like a new like type of currency in the marketplace yeah it's crazy it's like <laughs> it's like i would love like <laughs> i i would love for there to be like to to get rid of like uh for like harriet tubman to get on a coin that would be fantastic and whatnot but like and and i think it's bullshit that someone like andrew johnson or jackson, jackson yeah andrew <laughs> jackson's still on it because that was a piece of shit he was a racist he killed a bunch of native americans but like I do. It, it it it's a similar thing. I mean, you're you're changing a hell of a lot of things. Yeah. But you know that was that was really just out of nowhere right now. We we got a fantastic yeah. podcast to get into for you yeah. guys. Yeah. So so we're gonna start off. <laughs> we're gonna start off. We're gonna go from that to uh, to another emotion, anger, because we're about to spend <laughs> three minutes on Mookie Bats. What's anger for Will is just joy for me. I love this. This is fantastic. So I cannot, this is the best birthday present. I could ever have is for Mookie to get traded. So I love it. I, I've I've done this rant before on the podcast, but now there's more information. And again, I don't even like baseball, and I just I mean, let me rephrase that. I, I like baseball. I don't watch baseball. It's too boring. Yeah, you do but, like baseball. I can tell. Yeah. But this, <laughs> I just for the love of God, I don't understand. He is the second best player in baseball. So okay, so here are the here are the two contracts that were rumored. Red Sox offer him a 10-year, $30 million deal, annual value 20 or sorry, $30 million, which is pretty whatever. It's nice. It's 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 certainly a lot of money. Mookie could definitely get more in an open market. Mm-hmm. And Mookie counters and says, "I want a 12-year for $420 million." Which is $120 million more. But an annual value increase of five million dollars a year, mm-hmm. so now we're up to thirty-five million, which, for the second best player in baseball, is still would only be like the seventh or something highest salary in the league. It's it's not outrageous, but people are acting like it's outrageous to offer him a twelve-year contract. Which again, in year. 10, 11, 12. Is that going to be a good contract? It's going to be terrible. No, it's going to be terrible. But here's the thing. Julian, is not having a player, is not having the second best player in baseball for nine dominant years worth the extra three? Figure it out later. He's the fucking second best player in all of baseball, and they're going to act like like a $5 million salary increase and two more extra years of a contract is something that's so outrageous that, that the small market Boston Red Sox can't deal with. I'm sorry, I didn't realize again, I'm a fan of the Cincinnati Reds or the, Saint, <laughs> or, or, or the Kansas City Royals. I just, this is obscene. Look, I'm just I'm just enjoying this so much. I don't really have anything to say about this topic other than that like it's too bad the Mets couldn't get him or something like that. But like my thing with my my thing with Mookie is this is that I just I still don't understand how hard is it to trade David Price? Well, that's or the Yovaldi, or get some just just get some cap space. Here's the thing. Here's like, the thing. How fucking hard is it? Like I understand that the Red Sox gave a shit ton of money to Chris Sale, who I mean they don't want to lose, even though he didn't have a great season last year. No, I wouldn't I mean, give up on Chris here? Sale. He's a fan. He's been fantastic for what the other other eight years of his career. Mm-hmm. Like he had one bad year with a lot of injuries. Which like is... let's let's move on from that. I think he can bounce back. But being cheap is stupid enough. But not understanding how like. How how to like move salaries? It's like common sense. No, here's it's it, it, it's it's insane to me. Now here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take Andrew Benintendi, who's good. <laughs> I'm not personally. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. 
And then the Houston Astros or someone can take Andrew Benintendi along with David Price or the, or the Angels. Let's go with the Angels. I don't know. Just just someone can take both of those guys and send us back cash considerations. It doesn't even matter. The point is, do everything you possibly can to not trade Mookie. And, and here's the thing that pisses me off about all the Mookie bet stuff. They're going to slander him on the way out of town. Mm-hmm. They are going to publish bad article after because the Red Sox own the Boston Globe. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that until recently. So what's going to be on the front page of the Boston Globe as soon as they trade Mookie? Mookie Betts refuses to sign contracts extension. Here's all the problems he had inside the locker room, which are all going to be total BS mm-hmm. because this is the same Red Sox organization that slandered Terry Francona on the way out of town. They slandered Theo Epstein on the way out of town. They fired Dave Dombrowski at midnight the day before the Patriots started their season. Mm-hmm. They are, this is just what they do. And the Red Sox ownership group, for the most part, has been pretty good. I mean, they gave you like three championships. Four. I mean, it's nice. Four yeah. championships. They've, they've been a good ownership group. But this is their one big flaw, is that... Okay, if the Red Sox saw, and I'm going to wrap this up because no one, no one listening here really cares about this, but <laughs> this is an NBA podcast. But if the Red Sox ownership, so let's say, let's say Mookie Betts comes out on on the open market, and we don't have, and and we're the Red Sox. He's let's say he's been on the uh, fucking San Diego Padres, and we're like, wait, we can sign the second best player in baseball for a 12 year hundred or sorry 420 million dollars. The Red Sox probably sign him. But because he's homegrown, everyone's like, take a home hometown discount. Which, I hate the hometown discount. The hometown discount that is, is BS. It's nice if the player gives it to you. But it's like, but but the idea to to devalue or, I guess, chastise guys. Because yeah. they don't want to, I mean, to take a hometown discount. I mean, honestly, I mean, how long are these guys' careers? I mean, yeah, it's like, like it's it's insane. Like they have they, these guys, these guys have basically fifteen years of their lives to make their entire life savings that can set themselves up, like like for everyone that's like Mookie should just take the ten year three hundred million and like what like why is he being so that extra hundred twenty million dollars that's a hundred and twenty million dollars mm-hmm. that he's going to get from someone. Like, like, he does not owe the Red Sox anything. He has won two titles while in Boston. Oh, I completely agree. And it, it's, it's also, like, going over, going back to uh, hometown discounts, it, it, it reminds me of uh, Bradley Beal only a few months ago yeah. when he, he re-signed with the Wizards. And honestly, I, was, I wasn't I was sure at first because I was like, okay, if Bradley Beal is trying to win games this year, like, <laughs> re-signing with the Wizards for, mm-hmm. and extending your contract isn't the greatest idea. And, well, I, I, I guess we might make fun of Bradley Beal later for this <laughs> due to his displeasure with the Wizards' current record. I mean, it's it's a little obvious uh, what, what's happening. But um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm not mad at – I got paid. I'm not yeah. mad at that. Yeah, you can't no, be mad you, at you that. You can never it's be ridiculous. mad at the player for getting paid. And everyone's like, ah, oh, but Tom Brady took a home t- – Tom Brady's wife is worth like half a billion dollars. Like – yeah, he can afford to take a discount. Like, can people stop comparing everyone to Tom Brady? No, that's a fact. And also, Tom Brady shouldn't probably have taken discounts anyway. But regardless, that's enough Mookie talk. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, Red Sox, what the hell are you doing? And when he does get traded, we're doing an entire scores table Mookie bet special. <laughs> because I'm going to hate the trade. I'm all in. <laughs> all right. Let's start off, and we're going to go super quick for a, through our first few topics here because we got to get to deadline talk. Yes, so number yeah. one, NBA. This is, this is, this is more of a house, keep, a house cleaning section, like or mm-hmm. housekeeping section, the stuff you got to get to. Mm-hmm. Very quick, all-star, star, all-star reserves were announced. Uh, we already went over the starters. Giannis, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Harden, Luka, and then Embiid, Kawhi, Siakam, Kemba, and Trey Young. We've already been over those guys, uh, but the reserves were announced. Bam Adebayo, Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Jokic, Ben Simmons, uh, Arvita, sorry, Devonta Sabonis, <laughs> Jason Tatum, wrong guy there, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, and Russell Westbrook. Julian, really quick, anyone stand out as a shock to you? Well, um, there's this uh, there's this guy, he plays for the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, I just noticed on, on the NBA standings, are currently... The worst team in the Eastern Conference, and I believe they're the second worst in the NBA. Is that it? Yep. 
Uh, he's, They're tied I, with Cleveland for the remember, second worst. Will, you remember this guy's name? Like, he's he's the point guard for them. Yeah, he's the point guard. Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Trey Young. I'm talking about Trey Young. Here's the thing. I'm not hitting on Trey Young here. Do you think Trey Young? He's averaging almost 30 points a game in 10 assists this year. Those are big boy numbers. And obviously, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep saying that. And I know Will and everybody in their mother is going to keep saying the Mavericks won the Luka Doncic trade. Which is just a fact right now. As, as mm-hmm. of right now, that is a fact. Yes. But here's the thing. That will how never is, not be a fact. How the fuck is Trey Young an all-star starter? I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Like, what am I missing here? I'm sorry. You have great stats. Yes. But are these not empty stats at least to a degree? So so I agree. Who, who other than John Collins is shooting on the Hawks? Like Alan Crabb? Like, like well, what, Alan Crabb. what are we doing here? Um, and John Collins was out for most of the year. Yeah. So so about Trey Young, um, I think we're both in agreement that he's definitely an all-star. Yeah, I love the all-star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree that I don't. I'm not. I don't like the idea of someone from the second worst team in all of the NBA being an all-star starter. But I don't know. I mean, I look at the East. Who who's starting over him as a guard? Well, I I actually understand that. That doesn't make sense. Because Jimmy Butler, I would say so, but they list him as a forward, so it can't be him. Well, Middleton, it, they list as a forward. Well, it says Jason Tatum is a forward guard. Yeah, but he made it as a forward. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Um, so I guess the only guy that would maybe is Ben Simmons, but I don't want two Sixers in the starting lineup, so I... <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but to me, the one shock is Chris Paul. I, I'm so happy Chris Paul is So am I. And here's the thing, like Chris Paul's had a he has had a good to very good season, and after everybody really just not, I'm not gonna say everybody counted him out because nobody's questioning that Chris Paul is at least still a good to very good basketball player. Oh, he's certainly a very good point guard still, but, but because of his contract, which is not Chris Paul's fault, not to get your money. Him. Yeah, as we just said with Mookie, get your money. Get your money, bro. But um. But but Chris Paul is essentially in basketball exile at OKC right now, and that and they're still a playoff team. It's not the worst situation in the world, obviously. But like, if Chris Paul wants to live in like a really sunny place or like a team contending, that's not really an option. He's stuck there for the foreseeable future. So for Chris Paul to have a great bounce back season like this, he's been healthy. It's been great to see. Yeah, and he's he's certainly the Billy Donovan and the Thunder have really discovered something but in particular the Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, SGA, Gallo and Steven Adams lineup. It's a bizarre lineup. Which has been one of the most dominant lineups in basketball. Mm-hmm. It, actually I think it might be the technically the most dominant. That's insane. Which is insane that Dennis Schroeder is part of this, but this here's <laughs> where we are. But Chris Paul has been great this year. I'm happy to see him getting recognition. I'm certainly not arguing about his case to be an all-star. I'm happy Sabonis made it as well. Mm-hmm. Not Arvidas. He retired years ago, but DeMontis yes. Sabonis. Can you believe that both players that the Pacers got in the in the Paul George trade have been uh, all-star have been all-stars? Bro, I remember I was clowning Kevin Pritchard when they made that deal. I feel like Everyone everybody was. was, bro. Everyone I, that was. That deal did not make sense, but good for but man. The job he's done after that deal. Brogdon's been fantastic for them this year. I don't think yep. I don't really see I still don't really see Miles Turner as like a long, long term no. piece, but he's done a hell of a job. I my one of my proudest takes of all time is when I said I'd rather have Sabonis than Turner. It's a good take. And um I think well. I, I, I know my brother disagreed. Did you disagree? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. But because most like, people did. But God, I love that take. But sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh no, because I because I loved Sabonis in college. I thought he was yeah. fantastic. And here's the thing: I don't fuck with Gonzaga guys. Yeah, we know this. I was yep. out on Kelly Olynyk. I was out on Zach. I'll Collins. fight you. I'll fight you again. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my boys again. Look <laughs> at Adam Morrison. But like, I was I was always out on those guys. Even Jeremy Pargo. Um, Who? <laughs> throwback name. Uh, <laughs> but um. But Sabonis was rebounding his ass off. Yeah, he was rebounding the his way- ass off, and I didn't. I I was just honestly, I was just bamboozled into how the Thunder used him. I mean, yeah, was, so that's what I was, was just gonna. He was criminally terrible. I was just so I'm pulling up Sabonis' stats right now. They were having him like basically stand on the stand on the wing and shoot three pointers. So in 20 minutes a game for the Thunder, he averaged two three point attempts per game. 
This year he's playing 35 minutes and he's barely averaging one attempt a game. Mm. That's how he should be. He's not a good three-point shooter. He's he's shown that he can be maybe one day, but that's not who he is. And I and I have to credit the the Pacers, and I have to kind of credit Al Horford here. Al mm-hmm. Horford kind of invented this new type of big man of this. I'm gonna stand on the foul line, high post, and we can run the offense through me. The guys that kind of do that are Horford, Jokic, uh, Sabonis, Gasol. Mm-hmm. But Al Horford was really the first one to do that as a specialty. Mm-hmm. And it really has made... It, oh, sorry, Bam, Bam Adebayo does that too. But, I mean, Bam, Bam Adebayo and Sabonis are both averaging almost five assists a game as big men. Jokic is averaging almost seven. This has become a way to play basketball, and it's really fun. Now, the one... Now, Zion. That's what he is. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> now, now, two names we have to mention because, god damn, everyone's mentioning them. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. I, I really hate that at, when they announced the All-Star starters, you have how many guys that are first-time All-Stars here? You have, you have Tatum, Sabonis, Mitchell. Uh, this is Jokic's second. Uh, Adebayo, Ingram, Gobert, Trey Young. Pascal, these guys are all, Luca, these guys are all first-time All-Stars. And what is the very first post I see? Why isn't Devin Booker an All-Star? Can we just take a second and appreciate what's going on here before we immediately, like, like Julian and I just did. We just talked about the guys that made it before the guys that didn't. And that's how it should, why do we immediately go towards, like, you, you know why Bradley Beal didn't make it? Because Bradley Beal has not tried on the defensive end of the court in over a year and a half. Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal probably should be an all-star, but is it criminal to the point where his agent is issuing statements about why he should have made it, and his girlfriend is going on on a broadcast reading off his stats saying that it's criminal, and you got Devin Booker with James Jones putting out a statement, like James Jones is coming out of retirement like he's Michael Jordan with a one-line statement, Devin Booker is an all-star. <laughs> oh, really, James Jones? Who should have made it? Who should he have made it over? Russell Westbrook? Fine. But Russell Westbrook's been playing his absolute ass off for, for the last two months, and by the way, Westbrook's stats are kind of better than Booker's. Mm-hmm. I, I just... Devin Booker, Devin Booker. If there was thirteen spots, Booker and Beal would have been the next two. But there's not, and I don't hate anyone that they put over it. I don't have an issue with it. It sucks, but thus is life. You are on bad teams. You can only have so many bad guys that made the roster. Bad team guys that made the roster. You have Ingram and Trey Young. That's one from each. So be it. I've got nothing else to say. I, I completely agree. Am I that off base? <laughs> on to the next one. On all right. On to the next one, shit. Uh, all right. I just feel feel bad for Bradley Beal, though. I mean, he's... Jan Mahimi is starting for the Wizards. Who? <laughs> now, Jan Mahimi's shooting threes this year. It's oh, amazing. Jan Mahimi's face every time he makes a three <laughs> looks like my face when I... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. Complete a bench press rep? No, that implies I go to a gym. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm still trying. I'm trying to get back into it. I was doing so well before I went on vacation. Oh man, we need really need to have a gym quarter. Oh my god. On, on this episode, 100%. I I was trying. I was doing so well before I went on vacation. Now, <laughs> anyway, on on to the oh sorry, one last thing about All Star Weekend. Then we really got to move on to the next topic. We really need to move on. Matisse Thybul. His his agent putting on a putting out a statement because Matisse Thybul didn't make the Rising Stars challenge. Oh, so on, Matisse man. Thybul's agent put put out a statement about the quote ass assistant coaches. He they wrote assistant coaches and highlighted the word ass to say that they don't know what they're talking about in terms of voting. Do we care about the Rising Stars challenge? Nobody. On cares. to the next one. Who the fuck cares? On to Stupid. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> John Morant, John Morant, and uh, Andre Iguodala. I nearly said Iggy Azalea there because I wrote Iggy in my notes. <laughs> going, going at it. De- Dylan Brooks saying, "I can't wait till we find till, till we find a way to trade him so we can play him and show him what Memphis is about." I understand why Iggy doesn't want to report. I understand why Memphis doesn't want to buy him out. They neither party owes the other one anything. On to the next one. Um, let me think. Yep, on to the next one. I have nothing right. else to say about this. It's, it's stupid. It's just, it's just funny. People, I don't understand. Why would the Grizzlies buy Iggy out before 
tra- the trade deadline. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense. It's- See what you can get for him. And by the way, if they buy him out, he's just going to go sign with like the Lakers or the Clippers, who right now the Grizzlies are projected to be playing in the playoffs. So if you really, really want to get into it, I understand the argument of not wanting to give an asset to the team you're going to be playing in the playoffs for free. It's like... But that's a stupid reason not to like buy him out. It's like having a yard sale. <laughs> And you, you got, like, a nice toaster. So, you know, it works pretty well. You know, maybe you got, like, a microwave option on the toaster. And you, you definitely sell it for something at the yard sale. But then you just, like, you just, like, defecate on it and, like, burn it down. Like, I don't understand. And what- you're talking about we got to speed up and then you're giving a toaster analogy? <laughs> <laughs> on to the next yeah. one. analogy's <laughs> trash, too. All right, we got to get into trade deadline. And we got to open up with... By far, it seems like the trade that could ha- that has the most likely chance of happening, Clint Capella's on the trade block, I guess. So the Rockets are the Rockets want to trade Clint Capella. They're basically saying we think that his production is replaceable, but give us value for him. Now, is his production replaceable? Probably. I think so. I agree. Is Clint Capella fifteen million dollars a year better than Nerlens Noel? Absolutely not. Clint Capella is a very good center. But I understand why they'd want to trade him, especially if, if Tillman Fajita over there. Uh, <laughs> what's his actual name? I keep calling Fertitta. him Fertitta. Fertitta. I, I keep saying Fajita as a joke, and I, and I <laughs> forget his actual name. So if, if they're actually trying to cut salary. So here's here's the, uh, the trade that's been rumored by Woj. Atlanta will receive Clint Capella. Houston will receive Robert Covington. Golden State will receive Andrew Wiggins and draft picks. And Minnesota will receive D'Angelo Russell. Now, it sounds like those draft picks would probably be coming from Atlanta because there's nothing else that Atlanta's giving up in the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, so where to start with this? Okay, if you're Minnesota and you can basically flip Robert Covington for D'Lo, this is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. If you're Houston and you can flip Clint Capella for Robert Covington with nothing else involved. That also kind of feels like a no-brainer. I I like that for Houston, but the problem is is that here's the thing. We agree that as good as Capella is, he is replaceable to a degree. Yes. Who is Houston getting? Who 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 is playing center for the Rockets right now? That's the problem with this. Joakim Noah. I mean, they could. By the way, shout my guy Isaiah Hartenstein, who's had some big time games for the Rockets. He's had a few good games. I've been telling people about Isaiah Hartenstein. This is one of my best draft takes. I am so. This this shit makes me so happy. I've been having some great high percentage drafts lately. Oh my god! Speaking of drafts, I (laughs) forgot my Lonzo Ball joke during the All Star (laughs) segment. There are three guys that were drafted after Lonzo Ball that made the All-Star game this year. Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo. By the way, Donovan, Lonzo Ball's been actually balling recently. But still, yeah, the joke stands. <laughs> the joke stands. Now, if you're Golden State, you're giving up D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins and draft compensation. Or as I like to call it, worse Harrison Barnes and draft picks. <laughs> if you're the Warriors... This, I, I don't understand it, I, this trade I, for him. I don't understand. This makes no sense. This is the best you can do? This makes no sense. Especially, like, think about it before the season starts. Because Andrew Wiggins has had a pretty good year so far. Eh. He's been better. He was good to start the year. I don't know. Since he's, then? He's, eh. he's definitely trailed off. He's fallen back into some of his old habits. But he's still better than he was. But uh, but trading D'Lo for his contract still... I don't. I, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, I gotta agree. I, I, I mean, I would give that trade like a like a D plus right now for the Warriors if they did that. It it just doesn't make sense to me. No, great. It depends on the draft picks they get because mm-hmm. I I assume right now that those picks would be coming from Atlanta, but Atlanta has some good picks. But so if that's like an unprotected first this year, then that's a steal. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it will be. Yeah, Atlanta's not trading their first this year for no. So, so I'd have to see what the Clint Capella. I'd have to see what the draft compensation is. But now we get to Atlanta, and again, this is so much up in the air because you don't know what the picks are. Mm-hmm. But I understand the appeal of Clint Capella for them. Makes sense. he's he's 
He's uh, signed for the next three years after this as well. He doesn't make too, too much money. He makes about 15 this year, 16 next year, 18 the year after that, and 20 the year after that. That's off the top of my head. Um, but So I understand the appeal because eventually you got to bring NBA guys into that locker room. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know what the picks are, but I like the idea for him too. I'm I'm up and down on this for Atlanta because they see Capella as a long term piece. Obviously, how old do you think Clint Capella is? Twenty seven, twenty four. Oh shit! Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's twenty four. Yeah, my or is god! Twenty five. That's insane. Um, I'm gonna look this up in the background while we're. And maybe this is oh, just twenty five. Excuse me. Maybe I'm just a cheap person in general, but I feel like if I'm the Hawks, I would rather just get. Capella level production cheaper and get someone like Rashawn Holmes. Oh yeah, one of I my agree. favorite players in the league who I never stop talking about. <laughs> I never stop talking about Rashawn Holmes. Everybody knows this, but I, I it's it's in in honestly, shit. Capella being twenty five really does change things because that does make a lot more sense as a long term piece than someone who's like twenty seven. But yeah, the thing with Capella is I don't see him getting any better. And no, no. If you're the Hawks, I understand you want as many long-term pieces to build around. Obviously, obviously, that makes sense. But is this could this be a little too soon as far as if you're giving up real assets for Capella? That's my problem because the Hawks will have cap space. Yeah. So, so with the Hawks, the reason I like the reason I I, I kind of like this for them is number one. Clint Capella, great lob threat. He'd work great with Trey Young in, and in, in a Collins pick and roll. Too. It makes sense. He makes and sense. he makes sense next to John Collins also because John Collins is is best suited probably as as a four. You know, I don't love the idea. Now John Collins, um, the defensive pairing between the two could be a little questionable because I don't particularly love John Collins guarding the perimeter, mm-hmm. but. I, I understand the fit offensively, I guess. Um, John Collins is a decent shooter. But I, I understand it because they do need to, to bring a center. They're not a very good rebounding team. Um, and, and they need NBA-level guys in that locker room. Uh, and if not him, then who are they going to go after? Like Steven Adams? I saw a rumor today about Tristan Thompson for them. I don't understand that whatsoever because Tristan Thompson's an expiring. That makes no sense. That's 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 dumb if they do that. Why but. is why is Ron Jeremy trending on Twitter? Is he? <laughs> oh God! Do we even want to click on it? Do you like have like a really nice movie or like a like a special uh, performance? We've, we've, we've clicked like... on it. This is happening live. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Someone called him Ron Jer- Yeah. ESPN okay. actually called Ron Burgundy Ron Jeremy. That's really funny. That's really funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the Mandalorian is, tw- is trending too. Imagine if you had like announcing in like porn. Oh, the like, Mandalorian's hey, coming yeah, back a, October. That was a nice move there. <laughs> All right. So this was some breaking news on the scores table. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, so, so let's wrap it up with that trade. We got a lot more to get to still. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about D'Lo. Um, he's the name to look out for in the trade deadline. Uh, a few got a few big name guys that could potentially be traded. Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Stephen Adams, CP3, Gallo. Do you see any of these guys getting traded? I don't see CP3 going anywhere. Adams. This the thing with Adams is I think that if he were going to be traded they would have done it already. Yeah. I don't see the Thunder waiting this long to the deadline for him, especially with that with that type of money. I feel like we would see more teams maybe clearing cap space or whatnot. It would be more obvious that a Steven Adams deal would be in the works. This brings us to Kevin Love and Drummond. If there been remind me well, have there been any rumors about Drummond going to to certain places? Or was there was yes. there one to, uh, Clippers? I don't understand that. That's ridiculous to me. Why would they do that? They have Montrez. Why do they need Drummond? Well, Montrez is only six six. He struggles with big guys. So like, I I get it. I get why they'd want to upgrade that center position. Drummond's not the guy I would target. Um... If if I'm Detroit and I'm getting Montrez for Drummond, I do think it a hard. Oh no 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 no! Even... They wouldn't they wouldn't give up Montrez. I'm saying that they'd probably want to upgrade the Zubach spot. Well, every like who wouldn't want to upgrade the Zubach <laughs> spot? I mean, I like him, but like yeah, but shit. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, 
it's I, I agree with that, but I don't know what you're sacrificing yeah. as far as that. And and what what the what the Clippers do have as far as assets is not Yeah. They have they're not ha- great right now. They it's have like their Jerome own Robinson. <laughs> they have their own pick this year. Okay. Um for the this is going to be the only time in the next <laughs> they might want to keep them up for like 75 years that they're going to have their own pick. <laughs> now Okay, so I don't see any of those guys getting traded that we just mentioned mm-hmm. except maybe Gallo, but I really don't see it and the reason is because number 1, the OKC is currently in the 7th spot in the West. They're a game back of basically the 4th seed. Um I could really see them actually beefing up their roster. Well, I'll, I'll get to OKC a little bit later, but even if they don't want to, even if there's no intention of keeping Gallo this year, there's still the potential that there's so little teams with uh, cap space this summer mm-hmm. that they that they might actually be able to get more in a sign-in trade, mm-hmm. um, and just wait till this summer. You might be able to actually get more for him. So breaking Red Sox news as we record this podcast, Mookie Betts talks have heated up. The Red Sox are in advanced discussions with the Dodgers. A deal tonight is possible. You might get two episodes of the scores table tonight. Ooh. Now, even still, let's get back to... Sorry, that was, that was random. I got very distracted <laughs> and angry. Bill de Blasio on Twitter? Do I? I think you do. I do. I don't like Bill de Blasio. <laughs> I don't like Bill de Blasio. God, the subways suck. All right, Julian, let's talk about the Knicks. Yes, I'm here. Let's talk I'm about the Knicks. I'm excited. There's a, lot, there's a lot to get to. So, so today they fired Steve Mills, our president of basketball operations. Um, they actually didn't fire him. They just replaced him in the company. Now he's going to be like on the board of directors for business or something. But, yeah, Steve Mills will no longer be running basketball ops for the for the Knicks. A very necessary change. Um, they... There, there was they just weren't going anywhere. Change was needed. Now, Scott Perry's taken over. As you know, I have some Scott Perry stock. You still do. It's not burning in a trash can somewhere. <laughs> it's just like behind I, the dumpster, behind your building. I like. I I still have faith in Scott Perry. We'll see what he can do. Him and uh, him and Colby Altman are in my same support group right now. Oof. But. Sorry, Kobe Altman. The Kobe Altman's got a nice support. That he's, he's doing well for himself. Yeah. This is honestly, if Kobe Altman pulls off a good trade for love, shit. But you know what? You know, what? I hope they just don't trade him to trade him. Like you can still get something for him eventually. He's still a good player. Um, but sorry, back to, back to the next. If Kevin Love doesn't have like a, a physical or mental breakdown when <laughs> when the ball isn't getting passed to him, or like that video that we saw the other week. Oh my god, what a yeah, what an absolute dick move showing up your teammates, Kevin Love. Wow, bro. Wow. Now, with the Knicks, a few trades that are rumored that we should get to. Number one, there was a rumor of a Julius Randle, and uh, who was the other guy in that trade? Uh, Monk. No, 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 it was Julius Randle and DSJ. Dennis Smith! Julius Randle and Dennis Smith Jr. for Terry Rozier and Malik Monk. You are the only person besides Malik Monk's wife, if he has a wife, that still has (laughs) faith in him. Uh... All, all faith. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that trade for each team? Well, here's the thing: the, the trade is it's it's incompetent in so many ways because there's two incompetent front offices. There's and and it's you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna rephrase that. These two teams are just exchanging their problems for each other. Yes, yes. Both contracts are problems. Both fits are problems. Yeah. Both front offices are problems. <laughs> Both uh, semi ball hogging point guards are problems. There's just there's nothing there's nothing redeeming about this trade for anybody other than the nice story that Malik Monk wanted to get drafted by the Knicks way back in like three years ago. And I bet the Knicks are happy they didn't do that. I, I guess so. And I mean honestly, yeah, he. I mean Monk and DSJ. Selected what right next to each other? Yeah, I believe are so. Essentially, throw-ins in a deal for Rozier and Julius Randle, which now, is kind of hilarious. No, here's my opinion on the trade. I understand wanting to take a swing for a young guy like Malik Monk, a guy that has got potential. Maybe um. <laughs> you got to get Monk with Fox. You got to get Monk back <laughs> with De'Aaron Fox on the Kings. 
That is what I would do. Even though this is a risky move if I were Vlade. If I had to, if I had to choose between Bogdanovich or Barnes. Well, actually, no, because I would pick Bogdanovich. If I, if I, <laughs> if I had gun to my gun to my face, if I had to get rid of Bogdan Bogdanovich, what I would do is get Monk. Okay. I would have Monk try to fill his place, play him right next to Fox. I think that you would need to get way more in a trade for him than that, but well, obviously, yes. I no, I, I didn't. I would straight up. I would, but, I would like, be asking for Devonte Graham too. Of course, yeah. And, and Not that I would do that if I'm Charlotte now, and, but... And, and Charlotte's roster is just... It's just weird right now because they still have the old uh, uh, Nicholas Batum yep. contracts who, you know, we, we uh, give you breaking news weeks yeah. ago on the score table. He is, in fact, He's, in fact, in. what? He is? He's, he's, he's opting in. You think he can get more on the open market? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Batum get, like, $300 on the Actually, open market. Actually... Oh, actually, I just got a text. Woj just personally texted me. John Wall has also accepted his player Whoa. option for $72 million. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not actually 72. What is it? What, what is it? Like, like 50 54 maybe? or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, now, for that, for that trade, I don't like that trade personally. Um, I understand wanting to move on from DSJ. I understand wanting to move on for Randall, trying to get assets for them. But that Terry Rozier contract to me is scarier than anything in the league, and he's not—he's not worth it in my mind. I don't particularly like Terry Rozier, as we are aware, based on the Rozier report. Um, and I—I th- I don't think that's a very good trade. I don't see that happening now. The thing with like the the, the thing with this trade is like. It's it's shuffling chairs on the Titanic. Exactly. Exactly. That is my single favorite expression. It's just okay. And why? Like, what's the point of this? Yeah, it's firing Steve Mills. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, going further, another trade that's been rumored is something centered around Marcus Morris and Kyle Kuzma. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this one. This is fantastic. Actually, I want to pull up Kyle Kuzma's stats. I have not looked at his three-point percentage in a while. <laughs> I think the last time I checked, it was negative 11. Seriously? Negative 11? I'm pretty sure every time he shot a three, they lost a point. Um, 33%, so okay. it hasn't... Whatever. better than last year. You know, 3% more than last year. Um, oh our, God, the bar is so low. Now, um, the thing with this trade, I don't me, even know. I, sorry, you get started on this trade because then I want to go in. The thing with this trade is that it's hilarious to me because when this trade breaks, if it if it were to break, I feel like my guy, I st- I have love for him. Stephen A. Smith would go on first take and applaud this trade for both teams because on the surface of the surface. And I feel like if you don't know almost anything about basketball, this trade makes perfect sense. Marcus Morris Absolutely. Has, Marcus Morris has shot the lights out from three yep. this year. Yep. He's got, you know, he's a physical guy. He's, you know, he's Cap- a... Capable defender. He's a misogynist, you know. He's, he's, <laughs> he can... <laughs> just threw that in there. Mar- Mar- um, Marcus Morris could hypothetically play three three through kind of five. Mm-hmm. Um, fake tough guy. Sorry, I'm I'm am sorry. I'm just I just want to shit on Marcus Morris so much. <laughs> after he after he made a bunch of bullshit comments after starting after after Alfred Payton started a fight against the Grizzlies. Anyway, um, off of that, like, and, and going to into going to Kuzma because if you're if you don't really know anything, I feel like you you go into the trade saying, well, yeah, Knicks, you know, young player, talented, you know, he can develop alongside R.J. Barrett, all that stuff. But here's the thing, none of none of these pieces actually fit or make sense. This trade sounds so much better than it looks. Than, I mean, it, it, this trade looks so much better than it actually is in reality. This trade, this, tra- this trade is like shower sex. Like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is a fact. Oh god. It's like, like people gotta be like, someone has to be like a right angle or something, right? Because people can't, I don't understand. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense. But anyway, anyway, back to the trade. Um, was currently uh, scrolling through uh, Twitter news about Mookie Betts and the Celtics. Julian, who is that? <laughs> who is Alex Verdugo? He's pretty good. I heard. Is I he heard the second him. best player in baseball? 
this deal would send Mookie Betts and David Price to LA, then what's the point of trading Mookie Betts? <laughs> the whole point! Um, now, anyway. <laughs> Microphone's definitely cracking right now. Probably. <laughs> I love it, too. Oh! oh! It's official! Whoa! Oh! Okay! That's cool! So Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers via Jeff Pat Jeff Passan has just uh, confirmed it, so that means it's real. Love that. Um, so this is my biggest nightmare. Do we have anything more to add to basketball, or can I go cry? <laughs> oh man, I would I would make fun of the Derrick Rose to the Lakers fake oh, trades, but like, honestly, you, I'm, I think you might need some solitary. You, you know? Are you kidding me? Congratulations to the Yankees. Now. <laughs> I don't... The Yankees offseason actually couldn't have gotten any better. I can't believe that this just broke as we're recording this. I had thoughts on Kyle Kuzma. I was <laughs> planning to have a good time here. This is I was talking about shower sex. We'll just completely zoned out. And yeah, this trade because broke. I start to see, it's like, incredible. trade intensifying. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> who Who is that guy that I just said? What is his name? Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo. He was good Verdugo. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> Verdugo. How old is he? He's good. 23. 23. And... T- what? That... Him? An outfielder? How, how old is Mookie Betts? I can't believe I'm doing... He's 26, right? He's 27. Oof, it's getting old. Yeah, got, gotta train him before he gets too old. I, um... Anyway, so, so I'm gonna try to distract myself John with happier Henry thoughts. can go to hell. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just gonna keep Twitter oh, open while I'm going so on Kyle for Kuzma. The Bill emergency podcast. This is um, yeah, this is just incredible. This is so not what anyone cares about, but I am furious right now. In case you can't tell, I um, Alex Verdugo. Look nice in the Boston jersey. Got a nice beard, you know. Nice red, mm-hmm. red orange beard, you know. And we traded David Price. Which, by the way, I don't like David Price, so I'm fine with that. But the whole point of trading David Price was to be able to afford Mookie. <laughs> I um, I'm very bummed out right now. Let me let me let me make myself happier. Kyle Kuzma. I'm closing Twitter before I start crying and turn off the mic. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. I like the idea of trading Marcus Morris for him, mm-hmm. and here's why. Interesting. Uh, here's why. Marcus Morris has absolutely no future in New York. That is, I hope that's true. There's been rumors the that they want to re-sign him. Oh my I god! I don't, I don't, I don't understand really the the philosophy behind that. He's a little bit of an older guy. I don't think he fits great with the young core. Kyle Kuzma, at the very least, is young. He and not Marcus Morris. Yeah, and he's someone <laughs> that he's someone that loves the bright lights of big cities and whatever, as we've learned. And I like the idea of investing in a, in a young guy. I don't like this trade for the Lakers. I don't think Kyle Kuzma's very good to begin with. I definitely think he needs a change of scenery. But I just don't like the Marcus Morris fit at all with that team. Oh, it's insane. It's, um, it's, it's ridiculous on the Lakers. It doesn't make sense at all. I feel like you're talking yourself into Kyle Kuzma right now. I am. I am. <laughs> just because he'll be in New York. And I'm like, well, yeah, Kyle Kuzma, he's shooting 3% better from three this year than he was last year. Yeah, he and RJ Barrett totally work together. That's that makes that makes so much sense. It's it's the fact that I love the fact that the Knicks lineup. There there's a possibility. It's probably Don't not do gonna it. Happen. Don't say it. But the Don't Knicks say it. Lineup could Don't be say it. Rozier. Don't say it. <laughs> I know the exact one you're going. With. You're going to say Rozier, Demar Derozan, RJ Barrett, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and Andre Drummond. We got Lonzo Ball. Oh my god. Now, alright. So no, I, meant, I meant Lamelo, my fault. Uh, my fault. Lamelo. 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 I still th- I think that's happening. I still think that's happening. Lamelo. Anyway. Um, you can have Lamelo Rozier in the backcourt. That's going to be. Anyway, I have lost all faith in humanity. You guys have heard me live just lose any interest in sports tonight. Um, Alex uh, Vertigo, or whatever his <laughs> name is, 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 is now a Red Sox. Um, Alex Vertigo. <laughs> I, I, for the love of God, I hope they resign Brock Holt because otherwise, I feel like Brock Holt. I love Brock Holt. Oh, fuck that guy. I hate him. That's why I like him. <laughs> Yankee fan. <laughs> Brock Holt. He's not even good at hitting. He can't even hit. You know, it'd be cool with all this cap space. I wonder if he could sign someone like Mookie Betts in free agency. Oh, that'd be crazy. Some a lot of some some Chapman shit. 
All right. <laughs> did you did you have anything else to add on this? I'm smiling uh, like on Louis this? Armstrong right now. Yeah, no. Oh uh, man. I, okay. I, I, honestly, not really. Um, I will say. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I feel bad. I completely just hijacked the podcast with the Mookie Bats, but Rock like, couldn't even hit on the Astros. Shit. I um. I'd be strapping wires to him, like buzzers, I would, timers. I would. Like, I would like. <laughs> I'd like to. Like oh God. I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brock Holt I'm this sorry, year. Brock Holt. Brock Holt this year was only like sixty home runs away from breaking the home run record of the season. <laughs> so he can hit better than Jackie Bradley. I'll give him that. <laughs> that's that's not hard. Now, no, I feel I feel bad for all the score table listeners if if baseball is not really your thing. It's not even my thing personally, but um. From just a basic team building standpoint, um, I don't understand trading a starting pitcher and the second best player in baseball for Alex Vertigo. And is Vertigo like a movie, like Brad Pitt in it or something? Vertigo, like I think. Well, Vertigo's like an illness. <laughs> really? Was yeah. that, the, that like get dizzy and shit? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. You just like spin um, around a lot and like. I need to think of more puns with this guy's last name. <laughs> um, I mean, he's he might have made you lose your Vertigo. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I um. <laughs> He's my least favorite player in baseball. Really? Alex Vertigo. I guess too bad A-Rod retired, right? Gotta hate A-Rod. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode <laughs> of The Scorer's Table. We'll be back next week if I can peel myself up, up off the floor after this Mookie bet trade. Wait till the full, result, full details come out. And they're like, well, now they have more international pool money to deal with. Yeah, man. Mookie didn't, like, flush the toilet in the clubhouse, man. Oh, my God. Dick. I'm so mad about the upcoming Boston Globe article <laughs> in tomorrow's paper. Just incredible. I might Mookie have to bets. locker room questions. I might have to, I might have to pay like the ninety nine cents for the one day pass of the Boston Globe just to see the shit they post <laughs> about him tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Scorers Table. We'll be back next week. We'll we'll be wrapping. We'll be talking about all the trades and stuff that's going on. We'll be discussing everything surrounding that. And uh, yeah, there's certainly going to be a lot going on. Hey, thank you to everybody for listening. You already know the vibes. Yes, next week we will be lit once again. You can follow us on Instagram. Make sure like, subscribe, all that shit. As I see the Mookie Betts news pouring on the Dude, Twitter feed. Here's, here, here's, here, here, here's Kevin O'Conflict. The Red Sox are really trading Mookie Betts, one of baseball's best players and most accomplished players at just 27 years old. John Henry should be ashamed of himself. Absolutely pathetic. Ooh. Can I just say something? Why was Kevin O'Connor being so nice to John Henry? That was still too nice. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! You know what? I'm 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 going to bed. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, whatever. We appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I uh, will see you guys next week. <laughs>